Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the free space in bingo. <laughs> I'm him, Alex. <laughs> ho, 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 it's Britain, your favorite elf. Hey guys, do you hear what I hear? No. <laughs> well, that's okay, because guess what? It's back. Back in a major way. That's right. The solstice with the mostest. Christmas. It's time, guys. Happy holidays, everyone. The movie buddies are back for our big holiday month of specials. That's right. String up the popcorn and get under the tree. It's time. Was somebody holding you hostage and making you <laughs> read those lines? No, of course not. I, I am an actor, and I can read lines with and interact with others. Can you tilt up the cue card, please? <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about the Santa Cru- Santa Claus movies on the podcast today. I've done everything no. you've asked! <laughs> called San oh, Cortez. dear. <laughs> San Cortez. Uh, but now, hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, this is the first in our... Uh, sort of uh, month of holiday yeah, cheer. We, we've actually we timed things. Yeah. We thought ahead, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have some yeah some holiday uh, sort of centered festivities going yeah, on for the we're podcast. Doing, for this doing month. the theme month. Have you guys have you guys started doing any early kind of Christmas uh, or or any sort of holiday uh, celebrations? Any decorating, watching, nativity scene building? Yeah, a little bit. Mostly Christmas shopping because I like to get that done early. I was hoping you were going to say, "Oh, but that was the baby Jesus in a nativity in, in, a, in a pop-up nativity scene." A little bit, you know. It's a flash mob. We just all kind of started doing a nativity in the middle of a food court. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, I've started hanging up the uh, ceremonial meat for my. <laughs> what you guys don't know is that uh, Ale- uh, Tyler lives in a yurt. <laughs> Uh, I do love Westerosian Yule. <laughs> no, but things are uh, things are a little cheerier and a little brighter here at the uh, Here Come the Sequels headquarters as we get our decorations up. Um, spirits were dampened a bit, I think, by this movie. Possibly, I can't. I can't get over ceremonial meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, picturing yeah, yeah, the ceiling yeah, hooks just. On. <laughs> I'm picturing racks of ribs with little bows on them. <laughs> <laughs> has to be raw still. Are we talking Christmas movies or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> oh, Alex, I mean, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, clearly anything can be. Go on. <laughs> Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. That's... Correct. I, I briefly went through a, a, a spate of time where I would ask people, hey, do you consider Star Wars to be science fiction? Until I realized I was essentially having the... Is Die Hard a Christmas movie conversation of my own head, or the our video sure. games art conversation? And sure. I was like, I need to stop this. I need to stop asking this question. These are different levels, but same, yeah. same vibe. At least, at least mine was a bit newer. <laughs> uh, Alex, you want to get? Yeah. So uh, we are talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, Tyler. Do you want to do well, a tell? I was going to say yes. So we, we are talking about the Santa Claus. Yes. Um, which the title does contain an E, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is honestly a it very is, clever. It is a cute little. little yeah, I like that thing. The movie is sort of upsetting because of many of the... the <laughs> That's right, Tyler. The movie is very upsetting. <laughs> many of the ramifications that. of the Santa Claus uh, mm-hmm. do have strange effects. But uh, <laughs> as, as a fun pun that they decided to base the entire movie around, it's a good way to go. It's yeah. a, you know, it could be worse. You know, it's not quite as good as Groucho Marx saying there ain't no sanity clause. 
but it's pretty good. Um, I believe this is also the only of the trilogy that is rated PG. The others are both uh, rated G. So apparently, oh, okay. so guys, this one might be, might be. They might have left this one over the. Uh, <laughs> they might have left these chestnuts roasting over that fire because it's a little too hot for some viewers. <laughs> Which we'll get into a question I have for later in the episode. Hey, Alex, what are the scores on this crazy Santa Claus movie? Oh my God! Uh, so the Santa Claus, directed by John Pasquin from 1994. It has a 74% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and okay. a 65% audience score. Okay. Huh. I honestly thought the audience score would have been higher. So I, Because I, I, I feel like uh, I was born, I don't know, I was a kid when this movie came out. I didn't see it as a child. But I feel like this is a movie that a lot of people of my generation did watch as a child. It's not as beloved as, as, as like maybe a Home Alone or elf which is much later but still i feel like this is i don't know i'm surprised to see it at 65 unless it's it's a lot of people went back and watched it as an adult it did get a lot of circulation i think through through the same channels of like i mean actual channels right right like like when it is i think one of the like you know you got the abc 25 days oh yeah like it, it it is one of those that i know growing up always like they would just shove it in there like, yeah you know, like it was, i'm sure this is right had, had, had you guys seen the movie before yes I don't think I've I had seen it all the way through. Okay, interesting. Because I remember having watched it a few years ago because I'd never seen it and I just like I barely retained any of mm-hmm. it. And so this time I watched it and, and actually was like, okay, let me you know, let me properly have this experience. I know I saw the third one in theaters, I mm-hmm. think, and I don't know if I remember anything about the second one. So I'm very curious, like moving forward, if those uh, yeah. are going to register. I with watched me the second one for the first time last year, and not to jump ahead, I remember enjoying it just fine. Like, not to watch it towards a good movie, mm. but there were things in it that I'm like, that specific thing definitely works on Britain. Right. But, you know, it's also a lot sillier, and the budget's higher. Hmm. You don't always correlate. That's no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Which, 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 oh, that's for next episode. Yeah. No. So, yeah, the Santa Claus. And this movie does star the tool man, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Allen, uh, who you guys might know from movies like Jungle to Jungle. Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Um, Last Man Standing. The, you know, all that kind of great stuff. Correct. <laughs> also Galaxy Quest, which is also, a also, also Galaxy Quest and Toy Story, which are all great. Also Shaggy Dog? Yes, he was in the Shaggy Dog. As was, was Robert Downey Jr., right? Hey, you guys. So, <laughs> real quick. So, this movie, I watch it on Disney+. Plus Because I got Disney+. Plus. Yeah, here I am. House mm-hmm. of Mouse. Mm-hmm. Got my mm-hmm. invite. And the uh, the Mickey Mouse ears have been placed over your head. You they are sure are. being mind controlled. I am. And they're just... Uh, I'm forced to dance forever. <laughs> in, the, in a small world, after all. It just the, the steamboat uh, Mickey theme just sort of loops. <laughs> exactly. Once you buy Disney+, Plus, they, they like send you a microchip. However that goes. So that you can just listen to it all day You know the guy at the the old parts of the Caribbean ride, and he going, dead men tell no tales. That's me. And every time I take it off, I hear Pete, Big Pete being like, you don't want to do that, do you? One of the best things about the Kingdom Hearts franchise, which I love, is in the second one when you get to hear Pete going, the heartless? But no, uh, so, you know, Disney Plus, and I was scrolling around, seeing what all they had to offer, and there is a movie on there called The Shaggy DA. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Okay. Shaggy Dog is based on an old movie from, like, the 60s or whatever, mm-hmm. about a man who turns into a big dog. 
just like the Tim Allen version. But there was a movie in in the midst of all this called the Shaggy DA, which does stand for district attorney, where a district attorney turns into a dog. Okay. And I, guess, I bet that really hit well with the kids. Like, I, guess, I think, you know, they must have just, like... It really tapped into, like, that the, like that, the Venn diagram of kids who love dogs and who love law and order. <laughs> I guess the time you night court, but still, it was such a it's weird... One, one of those things where they try to combine, like, two very disparate, like audiences and then end up getting neither of them <laughs> I, I love municipal violations i can't wait to see how a dog is gonna handle this <laughs> and i bet there's a joke in there but has got to bone up on the law you know something like that. yeah you know um <laughs> but that's playing on disney plus right now who wants to do their best thing and worst thing first I'll, alex would you like to go I'll, I'll get i'll get mine out of the way all um, right i think my best thing is just gonna be tim allen Interesting. Um, was I, it the time he stum- he was a drug smuggler? Is that what you love about him? So he much? did he did his time. It's fine. Defend your hero. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all make mistakes in life. We... Yeah. Anyways, no. Go ahead. Um, I don't know how much of it was just like he, he he was kind of in on the joke and he didn't really care, so he's just kind of freewheeling it and just like this is kind of dumb, so I'm going to play it up as kind of dumb. Um. I thought he was the only even semi-funny thing in the whole movie. Um, I was not amused by the movie at all. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. I, I, I was trying to judge this movie, and I'll be judging the sequels by, am I filled with more Christmas joy or less Christmas joy when I get to the end of it? And boy, oh boy, what Christmas joy I had has already left. <laughs> so uh, I, I do have to, to say... Tim Allen is a, a figure with some. There, there's some skeletons in that closet, but I, I will say he does. I, and, and this is something that I. This is. I'm not going to go too deep on this, but I have kind of struggled a he bit did with play like a dog once. he did play a dog so good, <laughs> but um, and a man with a a son in the jungle who I thought was a girl as a child, and that made those those trailers seem very inappropriate. Um, but there's a lot of. Of with me with Tim Allen, I'm always like, oh, and the art and the artist and separating and all this other stuff. He has a natural comedic ability, though, and I, I really can't pretend he doesn't. He's very funny in Galaxy Quest. Obviously, Buzz Lightyear is an amazing creation, and like even in other movies that I've seen him in, one of which we'll be reviewing later this month, he like even if I think the material is not that strong, his rhythm works, mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, if that joke was written better. Yeah, yeah. That would work. Yeah. Like, I like, I feel like we saw some of this in, in Pitch Perfect uh, as well. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a dumb script, but I can tell you're funny. Yeah. Like, like Flo, you know, had a lot of great yeah. uh, rhythm in it. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't love him in this, but I do, I do think that he, he has a natural comedic ability. And, and I think he actually managed to, to, to translate the warmth later in the movie better than I thought he would. Yeah. I think he just handled the physical comedy very well. Yeah. I think oh sure kind, of, sure, kind of the parts of the movie that I enjoyed the most was in, when he was actually transforming into Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and the scene where he goes to visit the doctor, and, and he's like, "So you put on a little weight," and he just grabs his belly. Does this look like a little weight to you? <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah. That being said, the image where he what what is it that happens? It's it's he shaves and first of all uh-huh. they, they they make yeah. him look fat which oh, is yeah. like a horrifying like CGI. <laughs> oh no, I thing. think it, I think it's practical or something. I don't know. It's, makeup, it, yeah. it, it, it did not look right to me. I'll put no, it that way. No, it was weird. And then he regrows the facial hair, 
And uh, it might be that we we were talking about the thing before this. Uh, and you had just seen <laughs> John, it. It John Carpenter's the just thing. John Carpenter's the thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. starring it, here comes the sequel's favorite Kurt Russell. Yes, uh, it gives that a run for its money. Yeah, the special effects in this movie. Let's just say they haven't aged well. Sure, not a single I, one has aged well. <laughs> no, I was going to save this question for later, but now we're on it. How many people do you think had their sexual awakening to Fat Tim Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Not Santa. Not Santa Tim Allen. Fat Tim Allen. Specifically, when he's in the doctor's office, and he lifts up his shirt, and, and we see his chest, and the doctor goes like, hmm. I was watching this movie, and Alex, when you're talking about with the grabbing the stomach, and we run on the treadmill, I was like, there's a lot of jelly in that bowl. <laughs> like, I just, I... Look, Britain, a Britain, are, Britain, are you trying to tell us something about yourself without actually telling us something about yourself? <laughs> yeah, guys, this is my weirdest Christmas ever. <laughs> no, I just had the thought, because you know you go on the internet and then sometimes you see weird stuff there. <laughs> and they make, Sometimes. You know how that is? And you're like, what movie's Emma Stone been in there? And then there's a, a picture of Emma Stone, but they've like made her look larger than she is. <laughs> and I'm just like, how many people are watching this movie as, with, with, with Tim Allen and being like, yeah, so that was my that was my thing. Alex, explain, explain the phenomenon. <laughs> I'm not king shaming anybody. I'm saying, even if how many no furries one. came from the Disney Robin Hood, how many people who are into this came from Tim Allen? Well, you Tim know, if there's what is this? I feel like there's a very. Sp- I'm not, we're, all right. We're, <laughs> well, you know, if there's one thing I've learned by living in a alligator submarine sure. right next to the Titanic. <laughs> Sure. It's it's how the internet works. <laughs> it's the size cells. Now, <laughs> I'm just picturing the scene of Tim Allen grabbing his fake stomach and shaking it, and Alex is giggling, <laughs> like like it's some sort of Pillsbury Doughboy voodoo situation. <laughs> Okay. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm burning this podcast. I'm, I'm taking the audio we get from it. I'll, I'll put it on a flash drive. I'm lighting the flash drive on fire. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Alex, what is your worst thing about this movie? It's okay, Tyler. Tyler, just give it to me. I'll leave it with the, rema- the remains of the Titanic. Anyways, sure. my worst thing about this movie... Um, There's the fantasy elements, like, missing from most of this movie. And I found that very frustrating. And by that I mean the actual whimsical, fun feel of visiting the North Pole and seeing all the elves and kind of the Mm -hmm. inner workings of all that. I thought that's what the movie was going to be more about. And maybe this is just because, like, I believe the second one is the only one I've seen. I think so. And that that one spends a lot more time in the North Pole. The second one spends a lot of time there, yeah. Maybe that's just because that movie is a higher budget and this one doesn't, so it's stuck being in houses and office buildings for most of the movie. Right. But I, I found it very frustrating that for most of it we weren't dealing with like, oh, Santa and the elves, they've got to prep for Christmas and getting all mm. the toys together. I don't know. The stuff that I thought would be like fun for a child, but instead it's fighting over their their son as to whether or not he yeah. believes in Santa, even though we already saw the opening 40 minutes, so we know that Santa Claus is in fact real, so yeah, but the, what are we but doing? His, but the mom and the mom and Neil don't know that. Yeah, so? So we still have to have the, I don't know. It's, it's a, I think, 
it's I a feel character like study. The, the, the way the first half of the movie is set up, it feels like that's the setup that takes place over the first 20 minutes, not mm. the whole first half of the movie. Hmm. I guess. And, and for the Santa Claus, I, I don't mean to get like super nitpicky about the plot and pacing, but I honestly thought I was getting a different movie than what I got, and that was kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um. Also... For the opening, I found it amusing because I was like, I'm kind of in Tim Allen's corner here because everybody's like just being super rude and he's trying to, you know, keep this fantasy alive for his son of like, yeah, Santa Claus is real. He's also a super rude character, though. (laughs) I know. I know. But everybody's rude in this universe, so I don't really care. And then I gets gets to the end, and he kidnaps his son without even telling the mom where where they're going. And he's kidnapped for a whole month. Was it a month? They grab him at Thanksgiving. Oh, you're, that's, right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. The son is, is away from his mother for a whole month without the mother knowing where he is. The passage of time is very, is very relative. Oh, I had, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was like the only time frame that is expressed in dialogue. Interesting. Did not I, yeah, I mean either. The yeah, Dave, David Crumholtz when, when Santa Claus. David Crumholtz when he first uh, is talking to Tim Allen at the North Pole. He's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. Like you can yeah, we'll go back Thanksgiving. home, I but at Thanksgiving that, yeah. we got to get you for for next year's Christmas. I didn't realize that that uh, Eric event or uh, whatever. What's the kid's name? A uh, kid, Charlie. 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 That Charlie had been gone for that long. Oh yeah, he's kidnapped for a whole month and. Man, and we we don't we just completely bypass that. So so like at the end when like all okay. the cops and the SWAT team show up, I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous. But at the same time, the kid's been gone for a month. Yeah, but they come back <laughs> and then they got a new baby, and it's like, oh, sorry, we have a better kid now. <laughs> we forgot about you. Oh yeah, listen, Charlie, if you'd been more fun, maybe we, you know, sorry, it's your fault. Stop being an idiot. Yeah, really. Thank <laughs> you. About Santa Claus. Ugh. Yeah, I feel Kids. that. I don't know. Tyler, do you, I, I do just, you want to go? Sure. I, I guess overall, just like I, I was, I was disappointed that the movie wasn't more fantastical and more fun, uh-huh. and the fact that it was semi grounded or it was attempting to be. And you love whimsy. Yeah, I like That's... whimsy when it's the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Did this? I don't know. If this movie ever, ever. I, I don't know. I don't know that it ever sold itself on being whimsical. I go, I go, and, and this is. I'm not putting you on blast. I'm asking, was that from like? trailers or something or was that just from what you had sort of decided this movie was going to be well like i said well, i think it, it, i think it might be just my experience at least with the second one yeah sure, sure, sure. and i haven't seen yeah. the third one but apparently that's like a complete goofball comedy yeah i think you have to kill martin short <laughs> yeah or like martin short's like jack frost or something jack frost. i don't know, I don't know yeah. if he has to kill him Man. oh no no it's a duel to the death tyler <laughs> yeah exactly pistols at dawn the whole hope thing. he hung up the ceremonial meat <laughs> <laughs> um my best thing about this movie is the one scene where he goes back and uh he he sees the little girl uh yes who has left out soy milk for him oh, yeah, yeah that was good oh yes that's right I, you know i remember it was like you, not mean to her this time yeah, yeah he's like oh thank you for remembering and that's very sweet. sweet to her and like it's a nice little callback and he remembers her uh the movie should have had like a full montage of that instead of tim allen kills kills a family's christmas tree with a canoe yeah um, well and it's a moment in a christmas movie that is very sweet mm-hmm. and very touching and very pure, which I think when done well, that's what Christmas movies do yes. so great. That's you when know? you can you. That's when you can be just completely corny and like, yeah. oh, and like, in a way that's not cheap or even cheesy, but yeah. it's just very sentimental and very yeah. sincere. Yeah. And 
uh, as someone who works with kids, like kids can be that just nakedly sweet and yeah. that just like, oh, okay, I just did it better because I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. And like it, that, that was, ve- I, I agree, that was very mm-hmm. touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also um, one of the few places where I feel like they, they did a decent job showing how far he's come as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like they remembered, oh, we're making a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. This should be, like, nice. He should, but like, he should be Santa. Yeah, but, like, if we're going to give this guy, a, a, like, a quote-unquote character arc, I feel like that's yeah. one of the more effective examples <laughs> yeah. of them succeeding in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, my worst thing about the movie is that it's it's just not funny. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. It's mm-hmm. I, I really did not expect it to fall this flat, but it, it's it's just, yeah. like... And and I know that, like, I've, I've seen this movie before, and maybe some of the, the, the jokes just, like... Like, they would have hit me more if I'd just, like, never seen this before. I would have been like, oh, that was kind of... But I... It just... I, it's... <laughs> well, and a lot of... Yeah. Like, I, the movie feels like it should be a comedy, and it's, it's right. not... It never... I don't know if it ever made me laugh once. Well, and I actually... Um, I, I like the premise. Mm-hmm, the premise mm-hmm. works. I, and a lot of the comedy, a lot of the jokes... And maybe this is Tim Allen ad-libbing or something, but a lot of it felt like a lot of comedy at the time, which was just reference something else. Call call a character by a pop culture name. Yeah. Say you look like this. Reference a trend. It's it's all references, but not like really cleverly done. It's more like <laughs> yeah. So Deadpool yeah, humor. Yeah. A bit. Yeah, but Deadpool's done with a little more cleverness, and you know the first one. Is. The first one is yeah. And I'm not even crazy about that movie, but like <laughs> I would say that it's funny. I will never allow any any respect to be put on Deadpool the first movie <laughs> without putting equal disrespect on Deadpool the second. Movie. <laughs> Continuing the law of equivalent exchange, Britain. So I think my my best thing about this movie is going to be um, just sort of the design elements at large. I I did like the Santa makeup, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, all of my my previous rant aside, I actually didn't mind the the fat suit makeup. Like I think it looked, I mean, it's clearly fake, but it looked natural yeah. in a way. You know, they didn't get his his full Santa get up is not bad. I like the full Santa get up, and and, and I like that when like they filled out his face, but they didn't do like the clearly. Oh, you can see where the fat suit is going like, yeah. up over his yeah. chin, cheekbones or something. Mm-hmm. That's all a little more sincere. And I liked his robe. Um, I liked just the outfit they gave Santa. And I, I and, and we don't spend enough time in the North Pole, but I liked the way the North Pole mm-hmm. looked. Um, I I like that it's set decoration. I like that it's physical sets. I thought. All I the elves look that, great. That yeah. might also be part of the reason I was disappointed, just because like all that yeah, stuff was of that. genuinely interesting. It yeah. looks like a cool, fun place, and I thought the reindeer looked wonderful. Yeah. These animatronic yeah. characters when they really weren't good. flying, <laughs> when they weren't flying. No, when they were flying, I was getting uh, Santa buddies flashbacks. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wait, I thought that? when they when they were just just put your shoes on, honey. We're at grandma's. <laughs> um, but when 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 they're like. Uh, just you know, standing there and comets snorting or whatever. It's like I like they looked really good. I thought. Um, I would say my worst thing in this movie is sort of the the incongruousness of the care of Scott Calvin as a character, where I feel like okay, in every bit of this movie, he's a cynical, fast talking jerk. He's snarky. Mm-hmm. He's sarcastic to everybody. He. But but he is so dead set on he doesn't seem like someone who would want his son to believe in Santa. And they See, don't. I, that's that's interesting because I, I thought that kind of worked how how like he's cynical in every other aspect of his life, but this one thing he kind of clings on to. But I think he clings on to it in such a cynical way, and it's, and, and, and he, he seems to be like, "What? Come on, he's a kid, Santa! Come on!" But then when he's reading him twice the night before Christmas. He's so like, and then there was a clatter on that roof, and it's like a clatter. I don't well, know. Go to sleep. I think the. <laughs> 
to to break down the uh, critical merits of the Santa Claus um, and the the character development within, which is what um, we do. I I think that the idea there, and I, I feel like I felt also Alex like this came across fairly well. Um, was that it's it's more so that it was like oh it was something that he could bond with his son over like mm. it was more of a attachment okay like it's it, it more of a selfish thing at least at first. sure it's sure like, sure oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh he's just trying to use this because it's like oh I can be with my son more if I convince yeah. him to or it's like I, it's the opposite of Neil the stepdad it's yeah. I, I don't want to be like that yeah 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 I, I can see that um, I don't know that it effectively comes all the way around to him maybe. Being... <clears throat> Good, good old Santa by the end. Yeah, and um, I think I think that's part of it is like he just he spent so much of the movie as a, such a prickly guy mm-hmm. that he doesn't get. It's not like a, a, an Ebenezer Scrooge complete turnaround, but also like in a good version of the Christmas Carol, you you follow that right. arc. This uh, it just felt like oh at the end he's like a nicer version of a sardonic jerk yes. still like, eh, um. And then, like, the whole transformation is weird. Like, he gets really hungry all the time. Yes. But he's gaining weight anyway. But the, it's just, it, it, it's just yeah. so disjointed. It just feels like they had a bunch of ideas and just kind of slapped them all together. Um, yeah. I think that would be mine. I will say, though, uh, I thought that the child who played Charlie did a pretty good job. For a child actor that young, I think he's actually pretty natural mm-hmm. and, and, and pretty good. And also, the, we, the first scene we see him, he's got both his hands in his pockets. Um, and so immediately I'm like, this kid's cool. <laughs> this is like a cool dude, right? Like, he doesn't care. He's super aloof. Probably going to skateboard out of here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But Did you guys catch that there are elves throughout the movie hidden in the background? I did not. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's someone at Denny's when they're at the soccer game. A girl walks behind the bench and she's got... Uh, elf ears. Huh. Yeah. Throughout the, the movie, there's a little secret elf. I can't elves. say I caught that. I saw it in the IMDb trivia, and then I started hunting. Mm-hmm. Then I, my, my detective sense. <laughs> right. My Going sl- on an elf hunt. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so does that mean, like, the elves are watching him the whole time? What's, what's oh, yes, the takeaway? <laughs> yeah, I think it means that they're, like, you know, kind of a silent protector. Mm-hmm. Always like, there. Mm-hmm. This was before Santa dies, right? When they go to Denny's? No, no, this is after. This is after. Oh, Denny's. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe the elves are, like, checking on, making sure everyone's naughty or nice. Yeah. Maybe they're just everywhere and we never notice, you know? It's yeah, a, that's true. It's a real sort of a metaphor for, like, modern society. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? Whatever. There could be elves everywhere and we just... Because that's true. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. If, if they had only showed up after he became Santa, that would make sense. Is they're there to, like, keep an eye on him and maybe they're, like, facilitating the transformation. But then the fact they show up bef- at Denny's is, like, this weird... Wait a minute. Well, now, that, now, that's it. They might have just been hungry. Well, because I noticed a bunch of elf elves showing up towards the end, like, when the, the right, right. police are outside the house. I noticed that, but yeah. that, that was, like, a lot more explicit, and I didn't know if, like, some of them were the elves that flew in to rescue him from jail, which is a weird thing that happens in this movie, <laughs> but... <laughs> no, they, they, they had been there in other places in the movie. Specifically, okay. I remember the one at the soccer game. Okay. Yeah. You could be making all this up, and Alex and I would both be like, all "That's right, that's true." You yeah, remember when the Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles was in the movie, real quick, and he was like, "Cowabunga!" and did he, he ate a pizza. Now, Tyler, you uh, when you were watching the movie, you messaged us and said that there was a joke 
that you didn't remember but you didn't like anymore? I think I know what joke it is, but will you tell us what joke that is that you uh, felt was very – if you felt it was inappropriate or something that you really didn't like it? Yes. Because <laughs> I think I know what it is. There was a moment uh, where the, the – and yeah, I don't know. Maybe you don't realize this. There was a moment where the, the elves um, – I think it's the SWAT team elves. Uh-huh. Are are going yes. to like? I also want to oh, quick quick for the audience. The elves in this movie are played by actual children with elf ears. They're not played by people with dwarfism or sure. something, which I guess is a good thing. Sure. Anyway, it seems good. Yeah. Kids, well, at least kids they they elves. work that into the logic of the movie, where it's like they haven't aged. They're like they're like the kids yeah, yeah. in Neverland. And yeah. it's also nice they weren't like get people with dwarfism. That's all they can play. You know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so get so um, coming in to get Santa and, out of jail. And the elves say one of the elves says that they are quote. <laughs> Elves with attitude. Yeah. Specifically, says we're your worst nightmare. Elves with attitude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's <laughs> that that's, is not the joke I thought you meant. That is what I meant. That is what I I heard that and I was like, okay. why just? What if you didn't though? <laughs> 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 what if, I, that's. What if I, <laughs> I think that's my review of the whole movie. But what if you didn't? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that said, I mean, guys, it's 1995. What else are you going to put in a movie? Sure. Somebody's got to have attitude. Oh, even worse, <laughs> it's 1994. They got to have a. You got to be a crude dude with dude if you want to survive. Do you? Never mind. Continue. So the joke <laughs> that I thought you meant is so there's a scene when they first come to the North Pole. Uh, Scott and Charlie, the tool man and, and Charlie, the, uh, all these elves are like not really. That's something else that bothered me is that the elves wouldn't just stop to explain what was going on to Tim Allen. Because I always hate in movies when characters don't just explain things. And it wasn't like things were so frantic. They're like, oh, we'll explain later. They're just like, oh, you're Santa, obviously. Duh. Come on. And it's like, that bothered me. Well, it's also one of those things where, where, like, surely they've had to do this a hundred times with different Santas. They all have to show up and be like, I don't know what this is. And no, I'm not going along with this. I'm not going to be Santa. Yes. Surely they have to deal with this a lot. And there needed to be some kind of, you know grief counselor elf or social counselor elf or something i i do like the way david Crumholtz plays it plays it though i do too where I he, like he's like very matter of fact and he's just like very clearly frustrated and i like the yeah. idea kind of combating this where, where he's very clearly had to do this a number of times and he's just fed up with it and he's like i'm yeah. sick of this i'm yeah, sick of no, having I to like explain that. this every time so, so uh the, we're meeting the elves and then we meet an elf named judy who is played by a young woman by which I mean a little girl. Correct. A child. Who is a child. Like a child. Oh, child. I know what joke you're talking about now. Yeah. She, I, yep. She's, uh, and she takes them uh, to the room they're going to be staying in, pajamas, and, you know, they're drinking hot cocoa and all this stuff. And Scott's like, wow, this is really good. She's like, oh, it's my own recipe. You know, there's peppermint in it or whatever. And shaken, not stirred, which is one of two James Bond references in this movie. I did um, notice that. And did no. you notice the other one? Did just, you notice the just, other one? Just don't do it. But did you notice the other one? I, I probably did. I don't remember, though. The guy who worked on his car to make it, the sleigh to make it cool is him, Quentin, like Q. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so so they're talking. Actually, maybe here's a third James Bond reference. Because it's age, it's age inappropriate. Um, <laughs> no, oh, no. Now I'm just imagining Roger Moore playing Santa Claus, and that's just delightful. Oh, that'd be really sweet. That's delightful. But anyway, anyways. I keep, I keep getting distracted by myself. And uh, he says, this is great, hot chocolate. And she's like, oh, it's my own recipe. And he's like, well, you really nailed it. And she's like, well, I've had 1,200 years to perfect it. And he goes, you look good for your age. And then she goes, thanks, but I'm seeing someone in rapping. And then he kind of goes like, okay. 
And I don't think the movie meant it to be creepy and weird. But it is creepy and weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, I think just by Tim Allen's, like, the way he's playing it yes. off, he, it's very clear that he is supposed to be uncomfortable and that he doesn't... Yes. Yes. But and still, I think this is purely just don't go of, there. The sentences they wrote, they weren't thinking <laughs> what about... What if you didn't, though? <laughs> yeah, honestly, that, that's my opinion of that joke. The only way I... The way I would fix it is... Instead of having her... Like, I think the line I'm seeing someone in rapping isn't a terrible line. It's not really funny, but I don't hate it. But don't... When you have an adult man and a little girl, don't have a mistaken flirtation. Even sure. though she's 1,200 or whatever. Sure. It's a child actress. She's actually 12. She's actually a child. So. Like, don't have them mis- do the mistaken flirtation. Yeah, yeah. We, what he should have said is something like, you look really youthful, or, oh, you bet, I bet you've watched a lot of Sesame Street in that. And you're, you're, the, or yeah. have Charlie do it. Right. Make it cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... If you, how actually it would be kind of cute, I guess. But I think like, you can do something more with that than, yeah. like... Because when, when the joke is, I'm 1,200, you look like a kid. That's not funny, but you can do something with that and it's not gross. Sure. When it's mistaken flirtation, it's like, that's a little girl and a grown adult. So, yeah, I didn't like that joke at all. I didn't like any of the jokes at all. Mm-hmm. Um... What did you think about Neil, the stepdad? Um, I found him annoying. At least he's not <laughs> a monster stepdad. That's true. You know. But all of his lines, he says like, like this, Charlie, but wait, Scott, call me if you need anything. I, I suppose that that is true, though. It, it is... Like that—that's interesting that the movie doesn't immediately like. Like I know Charlie says like he doesn't really like him or or whatever, but but, yeah, but he's not like a—he's not a jerk. Yeah, he's, he's not like a he, nice. Like guy. he seems like he's genuinely trying to help, and it's just his perspective. Yeah. Um, and I like that's that the his response—that he doesn't go Santa Claus isn't real. He's like it's a feeling, and you know he's trying to be more sensitive about yeah. it. It's not until it's getting really deep into he's like Charlie, he's not real. Like it's not until it seems desperate from his perspective, right? I don't know. I, I feel like almost the more natural place to go if you're doing this kind of plot would be that the mother and the stepdad are the ones that are like, Christmas, isn't it great? And Santa, and he's going right. to come visit you. And and Tim Allen, being the cynical guy who just like manufactures these cheap toys, he's the one that goes, Santa Claus isn't real. I make toys. Santa doesn't do this. He's he's completely fake. And then he goes through this transformation where, where he – he realizes the 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 wondrous feeling you get with Christmas and you know all that stuff and connecting with I had his, the same his kid. Sure, I had the same thought. I, I don't. Yeah. Maybe that would be more too obvious a place to go, but at the same time, that just seems logically like it would make a lot more sense. And I think it would fit a lot better. Tim Allen's like his just his sensibilities. His sensibilities, exactly. Yeah, I think that would work. Um, but yeah, and also it's when they when they do the thing about we're going to see the judge. I was like. Judge Reinhold, he's right there. <laughs> no, seriously, the whole scene where they're like, "Oh, oh, the, Charlie has to go visit the judge so he they can decide who who which parent yeah. he goes with." I'm like, "This is a Christmas movie. Yeah. What is this doing in here?" And it's not like it's particularly handled as if it's dark material. Yeah, like, it's no, it's just, just like, a scene. It's just like, oh, this, uh, kid, my, my, he's he's got a you know kind of separated home. You know, is that kind of rough on? No, I guess he's fine. Okay, oh, is, he's a little sad. And the judge is like, well, oh, it's it's fine. His his dad's gonna kidnap him for a month. Well, eh, it's crazy because the judge is like, no, you can't see your child anymore, and blah blah blah. Sorry. And then after that scene, Tim Allen just goes to their house, and <laughs> he's like, like, what are you doing here? Come he's on, like, I just come on, let me, yeah. Yeah, come on. And they're like, okay. 
<laughs> oh, okay. So, guys, which would you rather get from Santa? A Mystery Day game or a weenie whistle? Because I had to hear that, Judge Reinhold That was a say, conversation, wasn't it? He, he had to say weenie whistle a lot in this movie as if it were, like, the most beautiful gift he'd ever received. Like, weenie whistle. I wanted a weenie whistle. If only I'd had that weenie whistle, I'd be whistling weenies all day long. Like, what? <laughs> but then on the uh, Wendy Wendy Crewson as the as the the mom uh, Laura Lauren, she's talking about mystery date and she's crying <laughs> like it's World War Two. She's like, and I came down and so many presents, but. but it's also sort of no mystery. It's date. sort of a weird thing because, like, <laughs> if you look at uh, you know a Christmas story mm. where it's like, okay, so the kid really wants BB gun, yeah, they don't yeah, want to give yeah. him the BB gun because it might be dangerous, right? You know, that's that's the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. that's the conflict. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of the movie. This is like Apologies. she says that she's she's telling her parents the whole time that she wants this game, and like or like her everyone who will listen that she wants yeah, this yeah, game. Yeah. And then, like, she doesn't get it, and she also apparently got other presents. Like, she, it sounds like she, she did receive yeah. And I'm kind of like, why did the parents not get her the game? What and also, why is this lasting trauma? Yeah, why, what is so, like... I understand, like, that's when you found out he wasn't real, but it's also, like, you're really upset about not getting that Mystery Date game, Wendy Crewson. Yeah. Like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about all that one. I mean, look, like, I played Mystery I, Date. It's fun, but, like, I'm not going to spend all can... Christmas doing it. <laughs> I can remember I can remember things that I wanted as a kid mm-hmm. for Christmas uh, that I have not thought about until this very moment. Trying to think of a comparable thing to be like, yeah. what's something that I really wanted that I never got for Christmas? We're like, gonna, oh, yeah, want... some some like action figure or something. that sure. like do, I didn't do, tell do anybody about. I don't I don't remember what. Yeah. It, maybe like a Power Rangers. Sure, thing sure. Or something. Like I remember being like, oh man, I you know like this, and I don't I don't. Were know you dreaming ever... of a White Ranger? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is something that I like memories that I did not dredge up until this exact yeah, moment. Exactly. And it's like this is yeah. not. I, I feel like this is not a thing that uh, it's not that sticks terrible, with yeah. people as much as <laughs> it's not like you didn't get. Which is very Christmas movie logic, I guess. Sure. It's like oh, you know, like because in Christmas movies, Christmas is the only important thing yes. in the world. Yes, and adults always either like however love Christmas or have this like bitter like hatred it. because of yeah. something that happened in one Christmas. However, in a movie where part of it is about the custody of a child. <laughs> <laughs> that's, she that's does the weird cry thing. more about mystery date. No, no, but, but hear me out. That's the Charlie? weird thing about this movie. Oh, I gotta go play the mystery date. <laughs> the premise feels just genuinely. It just feels like it's fantastical and it's super out there and it's it's like a fairy tale. But then they want to yeah. bring in all this real world stuff and it's it like I I, I was having a hard time dealing with it. It felt kind of like we were we had two different movies that were colliding into sure. each other. When this is and, neither, and neither was particularly good. Yes. Well, Tyler, you also brought this up. You said that you feel like Elf hits a lot of these story beats, but a lot more effectively. Yes. And I think Elf is another movie that does deal with like the idea of lost children. Yeah. Not custody necessarily, but like it's a Christmas fairy tale that has some like real world stuff in it. But yeah. I think that balance is yeah. beautiful in that movie. Yeah. It's almost like John Favreau is a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a, yeah, he's a wonderful director. Alex, do you remember any Christmas gifts that you just like desperately wanted but didn't get as a child? Not anything like super specific. I yeah, 
I, I don't know. Like Tyler, like Tyler said, having something like that traumatic, being like, "Oh, there was a Christmas toy you didn't get one time." Yeah. That, but, but it wasn't like you got no presents. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No. Yeah, I, I remember. I'm sure that I invented toys that I wanted. Sure. You know, like oh, oh I yeah, yeah. I, oh, I'm sure I, I definitely had to. Have this done specific that. type of action or this you know thing that doesn't isn't real. Oh, give um, me, give me, give me this toy for this specific movie. No, they didn't make yeah. toys for that movie, or you yeah. know something. But like I that. want a Joe Pesci from Casino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they made that. Don't worry. <laughs> he was the little guy that came with Robert De Niro. Particularly um, him in the scene where the guy's head's in a vice. It's fine. Ironically, for the he children there to amuse you. I uh, I remember very 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 badly. Like the only thing I wanted that year was Final Fantasy X. Sure, and it wasn't going to be out until after Christmas, in January. <laughs> and I, that was the only thing. I, nothing yep. else existed. Yep. Christmas morning, get up. I got Final Fantasy. <laughs> My mom somehow found it. Some, well, I, there you go. yeah, and it was that that sustained the Santa belief for a while. <laughs> and I was in middle school, dude. But I was like, nope, Santa's real. And I played that game to the hilt on Christmas. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that's like probably the best Christmas gift I ever got. I mean, like, like narratively speaking, you know, just the whole, you know what I'm saying, like, all that buildup of, like, I so want it, but I don't think I'm going to get it, but what about this, and then Christmas magic, and it's real, and oh, man, got to see Waka and all my friends. I'm over here, I can't even get a Power Ranger in your I mean, (laughs) hey, come on, (laughs) I got a pretty great mom. Guys, I don't know if there's much to talk about with the Santa Claus movie. There's we not. have talked about it for 40 minutes, which is... I have, think we frankly, talked a lot about sexual fantasies about Fat Tim Allen. I think that was just you. <laughs> well, I'm did, sa- did we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I talked a lot about my favorite thing. <laughs> but what if we don't? <laughs> I think we found the episode description, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. This week, Britton, Tyler, and Alex. Did, why don't we? Do, what we do? <laughs> um, I'm real. I'm honestly racking my brain trying to think of other like. I remember watching the movie when he's like, oh, "I couldn't done it without you, Charlie." And Charlie's like, "No, you couldn't." I was like, "I own you, fat boy." <laughs> <laughs> also, all Charlie gets for Christmas is a soccer ball. He sends down when he gives them the mystery date and the weenie whistle. He sends a soccer ball to Charlie, and I'm like, dude, he already plays on a team. What is a weenie whistle? <laughs> it's literally a whistle shaped like the Oscar Mayer wiener, and he, all he did was just go, put it to his mouth, but his eyes are wide like he was, I don't know, summoning head, Hedwig, whatever. <laughs> and it just goes like... <laughs> that would have been such a better ending to this movie. <laughs> the ending of this movie is <laughs> The Prisoner of Azkaban. It's just... <laughs> And he Ed, Edwig flies down and drops a broom. And he just, <laughs> it's just Judge Reinhold. He's mystery date. And here's a soccer ball. And Judge Reinhold's like, I'm going to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. I did. Oh, that'd be awesome. I did find it mildly amusing that they tried to address, like, some of the, the, the crazier things about Santa Claus as a concept. Like, just inherently, they, they joke sure. about, like, Oh, how is he able to get down chimneys? How is he able to get so, so many houses yeah. in one night? I like that they, you know, some of that stuff they, they kind of just like. Well, and they with. address it without being overcomplicated. They're just yeah. like. Because also, Santa Claus, it's like time travel. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Like, it's well, magic. I think yeah, it's, you, it's perfect that Charlie's the one that addresses yes. that stuff because Judge Reinhold is asking him that stuff. And, and, yeah, and yeah. 
and, and Charlie's like, "Have you have you know have you seen a million dollars in one place before?" Yeah. And I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. From the mind of a you child, know, I get like it. That's actually pretty my smart. Life right now. Yeah. And, and then yeah. they they have the the effect of like. When Santa is going down into a house that doesn't have a fireplace, one just kind of magically appears, which was, yeah. was kind of cute. Yeah. yeah, like, again, it's one of those things that I don't mind when the explanation is simple because this is this is a Christmas movie. What that was, that was one of the few cases where it's like the simplicity and the fact that it's supposed to be fantastical mixing in with the real world implications. Yeah. That's one place where I thought it was it was kind of working. It's like, yeah. honestly, to mention Harry Potter again, I like that Rowling doesn't go to these great lengths to explain how magic works. She's like, some people can do magic. And you say a word and you move your move the wand and there's magic. Right. Isn't like, it weird that Harry Potter is a, is a, a franchise that that every every entry addresses Christmas, but they never address the fact that, that Santa could get around with flu powder? Boys, we got another mystery on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> It's Mystery. okay, Tyler. They'll, they'll, so. they'll answer all the questions about Santa in the next Fantastic Beasts movie. I Man, I hope so. I might actually. Man, I, I hope might so. actually see it if that's what happens. Played by Kurt Russell. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah. Okay, Eddie you Redmayne is American. Right, Eddie Redmayne and Jude Law helping Kurt Russell deliver presents around the world sounds just <laughs> delightful. <laughs> they just like all right, you guys. We're done with Johnny Depp. You clearly don't care, but we're, we're just, <laughs> yeah. just going to do this. Do you like us now? <laughs> now, Eddie Redmayne, speaking of actors who always seem like they're going to cry, the teacher in this movie, she, when they're doing career day, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, Charlie, it's your turn now. Would you I've, okay? I've seen that actress Sorry, I before. Be I think that's I just have... like her normal mode of acting. I think You're she right, always acts like she's she's about to have like know, a I'm, slight I'm, mental I'm, breakdown. I'm becoming increasingly interested, Britain, in your uh, one man stage performance of the Santa Claus. <laughs> just doing all of these Russian. <laughs> the doctor, well, the character. doctor scene gets a little Tyler. Hot. Tyler, that <laughs> what, what doing? Tyler, that that makes that makes it sound like I, I like like we don't want to see Britain just like reenact every single movie we've done. But this specifically, he has very strong opinions about the way these characters are. Britain, you need to do a one-man show, the Santa Claus Trilogy in an hour. Okay. <laughs> it's a one-man show. All right. Can Elizabeth Mitchell still be in it for the second <laughs> and third ones? Uh, why not? Cool. Spoiler alert for my best things. Um, <laughs> but also, did you guys ever have a career day in school, in elementary school, where your parents came and talked about their jobs, like where nope. everyone brought their parents? Me neither. I know that's a thing, but I've I've never. Is it though? <laughs> yeah. I or is wonder. it one of those things like in movies where the teacher's like, "All right, guys, I want you to write an essay on the theme of this movie." I you guess. know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I wonder. I don't know. Tyler, get get the U.S. School Department on the phone. I got a bone <laughs> to pick with them. <laughs> Tyler stood up. I'm going to get to talk to the president of schools. <laughs> Well, guys, is there anything else to talk about? Or should I just talk about some of the weird stuff I saw on Disney Plus? Uh, I we have not addressed the Santa Claus. Oh, that if you if he if dies, you kill the Santa Claus. Oh wait, wait, is it if you kill him or if you are the first to touch the clothes it, after it is, he dies? If you put on the the suit, then you become the Santa Claus. That that's theoretically what it is. It that's just risky. it just has some some implications. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that suggests you either murder him or you just happen to be there. This movie could have gone real I, wrong if someone I, else I, became the Santa Claus. I really want like. I mean, for one, yes, the other guy dies. 
Santa dies. Oh, uh, theoretically, maybe he's fine. I don't know. Well, he wa- he waves goodbye and then disappears. Yeah, so maybe he just he just gets whisked off back to his normal life. But what if he's been Santa since like the 1800s, and like he he goes back and like all everyone he knew is is, is passed away and like. What what happened to the other Santa Miss Santa Claus? What happened to the other um, Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Claus. That's covered in the second one. The, it, well, I don't, they don't explain where Mrs. Claus went. That's what I'm saying. Well, was there a previous Mrs. Claus? There, but isn't that part of the second one? Is that the, the oh, Miss, well, Mrs. Claus has the, he doesn't he have to have a Mrs. the second Claus? one? He has to find a Mrs. So Claus. what happened to his Mrs. Claus? All right, the Does previous, she die? You mean the previous as the Santa. man who cares about as the man who cares about continuity and having a cohesive very clear universe and set of rules stop talking <laughs> but no actually this is an interesting because it could be a dark crystal situation where it's like the skexies and the ancients i think so when santa once santa dies the mrs claus also fades away that's what i'm wondering and she's talking to bernard like well bernard i oh bernard i think it's my time look after bernard, the tool man bernard i don't i don't feel so good and then she just like no mrs claus and then her kerchief just flutters to the ground like Yoda. Remember when Yoda's kerchief fell down? Yes. Do do they get do they get whisked away to like lit like do they get to live out that do they is that it? Are they done? Alex, what happens to a Santa after we die? <laughs> um they they, they Please, go Alex. I like the, I like this implication of a like a, a child who has uh no no object permanent so they can't but it's specifically with relation to them dying, so they can't imagine anything surviving after they die. Just like both grasping the concept of death. We and all, also yeah. When I die, having... where do we all go? I, I was just gonna say he goes to the uh, giant chocolate chip cookie in the sky. What? Sure. sure. I don't know. And he just sits on it. Yeah. It. But then what does he do? He just floats in the ether. He just eats cookies. It takes a while. Okay, there's more to Santa than that. Why do you say he goes to the North Pole in the sky? Alex, he goes to the cookie in the sky. You big idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sky doesn't have a North Pole, Britain. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I mean, we do live in Alaska, so we would know. I am eminently more fascinated by the idea of of a a show or a, a... some sort of anthology following different Santas throughout the eons. Oh, interesting. In terms of, like, you know, what what... I feel like there's a lot of story like a, like a Doctor Who what, but with Santa. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, but it's like I don't know. Uh, what what if Santa what if Claus Santa's... shows up to the time of Bone Tomahawk, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes whoa, and he turns around. And that's how Kurt Russell became Santa. <laughs> um, and it's like that's what the three shots were at the end of Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Give me that there repeater. Oh, 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 oh no, Kurt Russell. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay because that that means that Kurt Russell then got to put on the suit and uh, it magically healed him. Yes. And he became Santa and then he was able to Yes. Uh, Actually, survive. that works really well when I'm thinking about the Christmas Chronicles. Does it? Honestly. Okay, I haven't seen that. But... When you watch it, just imagine it's a sequel to Pantomimic. <laughs> um, it's like watching Ozark and pretending that the sun is haunted. <laughs> like, I feel like I could spend the next, the next 15 minutes just coming up with... Uh, premises for santas <laughs> like a medieval santa i mean you know there's been all different across well, not just cultures. like time period but like if you got you know you got santa like maybe maybe he's like he's he's out he's given the presents and he sees there's a someone who's homeless on the street mm. and they have no blanket and they're going to freeze to death it's cold cold new york winter and he's like yeah. all right i'm gonna i'm gonna give up my santa powers for you oh. and he gives and so then they they're able to be warm but they also become santa it's, it's like, true and they're like we've got 
a Santa who's like, yeah. you know, it's a real like a, a, a Santa who's ridden the rails. Sure, and he's seen a lot sure. of this great land, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and knows the best best place to get pies mm-hmm. off of windowsills. <laughs> Dude, it's, that... it's a hobo character. That... It's a hobo Santa. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It feels offensive. Hey guys, uh, welcome to my new. S- hey, thank you SNL for letting me audition. This is my character, Hobo Santa. Uh, it's pretty great. Oh, there's well, a there's a uh, a Grant Grant Morrison, I think. That might be wrong. Maybe it was Grant Morrison. I'm not some, some comic person. I'm going to look this up as I'm talking here. Um, but I believe the comic is called Klaus. Um, oh, is this the new animated movie on Netflix as well? No, that is also a thing. I don't Apparently really know. it's very good. I've heard very I good things about it. I haven't looked into that. Um, but there is, it was a, there is a, a miniseries, then a few uh, one-shots. Uh, it is Grant Morrison who wrote okay. them. And it's a, it's a comic. It's, it's supposed to be like a, like a dark Santa origin, but it's like... Is uh, Santa's like a lumberjack, and like huh. I think it's supposed to be like Norway, maybe or maybe mm. England, somewhere in the north. And uh, he's he's going and taking on uh, taking on dark spirits like Krampus with his oh, wow. uh, his axe. And it's, it was pretty neat. It's a cool little. I think the art, I, I remember enjoying the art quite a bit. It's been a little while since okay. I read it. You um, mean he's taking on Krampus with his bone tomahawk? Sure. Oh, yeah. Alex, he said axe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm just I'm like is can can we write can that be part of the Santa Claus lore like is yeah. that is that the, was he the first and then like like is, did Santa start with dark origins and then slowly yeah you know, was, I mean sort of like Doctor Who you know it's like Honestly, the, the yeah. first Doctor is this very grumpy old man and then he slowly becomes more sort of cheerful and, yeah and, and and then eventually uh, becomes Noel and everyone gets mad sure <laughs> <laughs> all the elves on the internet are just like. <laughs> I got. No, I like that. I like that though. I like that. What you doing over there, Alex? You, you checking Snapchat or? I I have I have nothing left to say about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about another Christmas thing. Christmas is, is around the corner. I'm sure I'll enjoy that a lot more than what? I enjoyed this. Oh. What, what what's your favorite Christmas meat? <laughs> <laughs> I like a good honey baked ham. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could amuse Britain. It's just, it's just it's a funny choice. You're like going up, sidling up to some cute lady at a party, like, want to go uh, share a ham? I mean, <laughs> it's the way to a lady's heart, Britain. That's now, what I'm saying. Now, Alex, I know you and you tend to always do the, the great joke where you put the mistletoe on your belt loop and you keep. <laughs> Like and as the night goes on, you demand more and more to know if you're the only one who has a sense of humor around here. Oh so. yeah, that that's that's totally me. Like that that's fits my character a hundred percent. As everyone knows, it's just funny. I don't get it. Oh, I mean, what? Ah, uh, another person not laughing. Ugh. That's a that's a way better idea than stapling it to my forehead like I did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Walking up, walking up to Prime, like Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have we explained Prime on the, yeah, yeah. the show? Yeah, we announced we... your engagement. Okay, yeah. Okay. And the, right, have... right. I was not here for this. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. We call her Prime because she demanded that we mention her on the show. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I mean, she's been on the show, but 
I do like that he just walking up. Junk. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> You're the star that guides me to Bethlehem. <laughs> Oh boy. Um Yeah, I honestly thought we'd have more to say about Did this. you? I don't know. And I guess like Jeez. Else, what's your second favorite Christmas meal? <laughs> yeah, if you can't have a honey baked ham, what do you go for? And then I got a story to tell you a joke to tell you about ham. Um a reminiscence. What what do I say that bypasses the story about ham? You just speak from your heart. About your second favorite Christmas meat. You have to give a better meat story to him, for him to... Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, we're always one-upping each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm always good at these off-the-cuff questions that you guys just throw at me. <laughs> well, you've had a lot of time to think about meat in this riff, so... I'll just say turkey and get it out of the way. That's a bad, well, it's a bad choice. It's no. a bad <laughs> yeah, Come on, man. What are, you, what are you new? We've already done Thanksgiving. It's different. Christmas ham, Christmas goose, roast beast. Mm. There you uh, go. Bacon. Any, yeah, bacon. Um, you know, maybe like a, a not dog if you're a vegetarian. A nice salad. Thank you. <laughs> a biscuit. I love open air markets. <laughs> What'd you say? A biscuit. <laughs> I love my Christmas biscuits. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Alex. I just can't wait for my Christmas biscuit. I'm Lonnie Hall's little cousin. Oh, I laughed harder in the past 30 seconds than I did the entirety of the Santa Claus. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> no, uh, I, well, uh, a good while ago, my friend RJ and I, we used to work together, and a, another coworker of ours was asking me, um, he was talking about how he's going to have holiday ham at his family Christmas. I was like, oh, that sounds really good. And he was like, do you think you would like to have hot ham, or do you think RJ would try to take it? And I was like, what? Does he think RJ and I just live in the same house, and RJ's like just a little ham sneak trying to like... Yeah. We all have those, you know? We all, we all have a personal ham sneak. Yeah. If, if, if you don't know who the ham sneak in your friend group is, you are the ham sneak. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> hey Alex, what's your uh, letter grade for the Santa Claus? Uh, I'm giving it a D plus. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it's not the worst thing ever. There were some things I mildly enjoyed, but it's just like a complete misfire, and has not aged well. And I don't want to watch yeah. the next two. <laughs> uh, there, there. The second one is. If I, if, I, if I remember quite different from the first. Have we said what the fourth Tim Allen movie is that we're watching? Do we want to or do we want to make it... Have we even uh, said that it's a Tim Allen movie? Have I already given too much away? Britain said that earlier, I think. Okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'd rather watch that movie because I know it's terrible, but I love it anyway. Sure. I'm going to go <laughs> flat D, I guess. I mean, I don't know. And that might even be too high. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> That I'm would... gonna go. I'm gonna go C minus. Okay. I don't think it's the, the like I, I it, 
there is enough here for me to be like these are intriguing ideas sure. <laughs> like like not just not just from the jokes it's making about the premise but like i no, think no, that no. there are some neat like oh okay that's kind of like a cool idea as far as like i agree how like you were saying about how the santa mythos would operate in terms of trying to make it sort of work in a in a real setting but also kind of letting the magic be a thing and you know it's it's a fun little yes presentation i think i think that <laughs> it's a fun honestly, little powerpoint for 90 minutes yeah. the 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 santa replacement premise is the best thing about the movie yeah. probably like yeah. it's you can make a good movie out of that yeah they just this did. this is an excellent concept that i think is ripe to be remade sure yeah sure who would you want to do it now kurt russell <laughs> well yes if you couldn't get kurt russell i'm just imagining somebody doing like like a, a semi-interesting body transformation. I'm imagining like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay. 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 I'm also, like, it, in in that case, I kind of would want it to be a musical. More like sure. a, more like a huge Ackman. I'm, oh, because nobody's go... ever made that joke before. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's ever said ham. Uh, see, see, this movie sucked out the Christmas spirit from me, and now, and now Britain's losing you're it as well. Usually, running on Fahu Doracing everybody. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe like uh, honestly, Robin Williams would have been amazing. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been great. Uh, I'm gonna say modern day. Who's just a big sweet boy who can also be kind of a mean boy? Jai Courtney. Hmm. <laughs> 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 If if he gets to keep his Australian accent, I can go with it. <laughs> Wake up. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Merry Christmas. Bingos and whatever. But he, does Hugh Jackman keep his Australian accent? No. No. Okay. How dare you? <laughs> what kind of a fool do you take me for? <laughs> See, I, I was worried because I thought I was I was going to come off as the Grinch for not liking this movie, and then and then you guys don't like it either, so I'm okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and say, yeah, the the fourth. I think I think by saying there's a fourth bad good Tim Allen movie that we're doing, we've we've given away that it is Christmas with the Cranks. Correct. Um, we we might have to do something with we might if if this is just three more episodes of the same we, we might have to, to spice up that one sure <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out there. it's we okay we'll talk about one. rise of skywalker for the majority sure. of that podcast <laughs> are we doing christmas of the cranks are we doing these in release order so that would come between i think that was the idea yes. two and three okay yes so so we would end on santa claus three okay. yes so okay. we'll see we'll see what we do with santa this. claus three beyond thunderdome sure cool <laughs> yeah now I'm imagining um, Mel Gibson as Santa Claus, and that's terrifying. I was going to say Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy would be good. <laughs> here's your weird like, 17 accents at once, and here's the presents. Um, yeah. So my recommendation <laughs> uh, this week, I'm going to... I, this, is, this is an old uh, Britain family uh, standard. That I actually hadn't seen in a while. I'm going to recommend... Botomok? Botomok. I'm going to recommend The Christmas Toy. This hmm. was a TV special, uh, but from Jim Henson from hmm. 1986 or 87. Uh, it's about 50 minutes long. It's streaming on Amazon Prime and maybe some other places too. Might be on YouTube for all I know. But it's a story of uh, this stuffed animal 
tiger named Rugby, played by uh, the great Dave Goals, who or performed by Dave Goals, who thinks that it's it's a year since he 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 was the Christmas toy last year, and so now it's a new Christmas, and he thinks, oh, I'm the Christmas toy. Christmas is about Jamie, the daughter of this family, getting me as a present, and it's all about me, and kind of him realizing that's not what it's about, and the toys coming to life and all this stuff. And it's it's quick. It's 50 minutes. Like, it moves along really quickly. Uh, it, it, the music is fun. It's interesting. This was uh, a Jim Henson special that had a different, like, writing team. It wasn't Jerry Jewell, and it had some, some different people doing the music. But um, the, the songs are still good. The performers are, are great, of course. And uh, it gave Catherine Mullen, who played Moki Fraggle, uh, a chance to shine as Apple the doll in this. And it was really the thing that really stood out to me as an adult watching it was how beautiful the puppets in, in this mm. are. I mentioned the animatronics for the reindeer and Santa Claus. Like obviously Rugby's a stuffed tiger, so he looks very much like you would expect a Muppet character to look. But like Apple, who is a doll, her face seems to be made of plastic, but she her, her mouth moves as though a there's not like a wooden like right slot or something there's a robot named bleep who looks like a toy robot like all the toys look like actual toys that are also manipulated like puppets in a, in, right. in, a, in a really impressive way there's a barbie doll that i don't even know how they made her mouth move but it's really it's just from that perspective it's really uh, uh impressive and it's also just like a cute fun i mean jim henson is a huge part of my my me and my family's christmas every year and this was one that i don't think it's one of the best but i think it's a really solid one and, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a quick one. I think uh, the kids will like it if you got kids or if you're just by yourself in Roanoke. Um, sure. Check it out. Uh, the Christmas Toy. I like that. That's a nice, that's a off the beaten track. Yeah. And it's actually like a sweet movie about Christmas that, that deals <laughs> with some sadder things at points. But ultimately, that ultimately adds to the overall positivity of the, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, oh, and here's just child abandonment. <laughs> Because, you know, you, for, for things to have happy endings, they have to get a little sad in the sure, middle. Sure, And, and I think this one uh, builds nicely. Like a, like a happy sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Like a happy, like a happy sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Got your biscuit. Got your ham. <laughs> got your biscuit. Just... And that's the Although order I do that picture you eat You cannot deviate. A, I picture it as a full ham with a, a biscuit <laughs> under it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Not... <laughs> <laughs> not like slices of ham because I assume Alex eats things like he's a, a um, oh beans what are those Khaleesi people <laughs> the Dothraki Dothraki <laughs> oh my gracious I kept wanting to call them Drogons alright are, are we adding to the lore not only do I live in an alligator submarine right next to the Titanic I also dress and eat like the Dothraki <laughs> I really like to picture you as a Dothraki because you're still very disaffected like Nashi Hashame Kasela Zack Snyder. Just sitting on there. Zack Snyder, no Wanga, which is Lenny's, but still. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, well, you know, someone was going to write, although I hope sure. they do. Sure. <laughs> do we want to wrap this one up, boys? I like the idea of us just doing increasingly like outrageous bits to try and get someone to write in about a thing that we've said that's wrong. And no yeah. one ever does. I really loved when uh, Picard took his lightsaber and sure, sure. beat up uh, the Gwauld. I really like the idea of, of him not using the lightsaber. Like, yeah, he just used up, the hilt, yeah. Just, <laughs> well, I couldn't, get it, I couldn't make it so, so... This is uh, mm. the, the Watchmen universe of Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Getting beaten to a pulp in dark alleys. 
Is that not what the Mandalorian is? Eh, okay. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. It's a good one. People I just don't, don't like their it. Star Wars deconstructed Britain. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Don't worry, Tyler. Eventually, we'll do a, a, a five-hour episode where we discuss the pros and cons of the Snyder Cut, and then we'll get oh, subscribers. <laughs> you can find us online at sequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us uh, on iTunes. You search Here Come the Sequels. And you can also email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. So next week we'll be doing Santa Claus 2, maybe with somewhat more uh, focus. I, I sure really hope so. it's at least more fun. <laughs> I think it is. I think, I, think it'll, I think you'll have fun. I had fun. Okay. Yeah. But until next week, uh, we hope you all are staying warm and enjoying your holiday season, whatever that brings. And we'll be back to celebrate a little bit more with you. And I'll see you there. We'll all see you there. I've been Britton. I've been Alex. I've been Tyler. And you're having a good night.